Did, it sounds um, good to you, Wes. That yeah. it sounds good to me. Cool. Well, now I only care if it sounds good to Mark. Then I guess. Rodrigo, anytime I get to hear your voice, it sounds good to me. Hello, this is the 551 Podcast. I am Wes Berdine, and uh, I'm joined by Corey Schreppel. Mark Fangmeyer, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria is going to be here, but um, you know he's. We all have lives, and uh, there's like 17 meetings a day, and so uh, you know we're just going to warm up and just just keep the car running for him. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed last week's conversation with uh, Mario Wimberly from TC Soul Football Futsal. We'll have another midweek interview this week uh, that that you can check out. I think there's probably a couple of the things that I'll, I'll do midweek. I wanted to do lots more things during the off season. And apparently the off season wasn't long enough. It was the, the 17 months of darkness weren't, weren't enough for me. Um, but we, on this podcast, we've got uh Chaconistas Unidos. Uh, we're going to do some Chacon talk. Um, we've got some, uh, some round the table, uh, news from the world. And, um, it's not quite ready for preview season. We're going to do that next week. Um, but we've got some Minnesota United news. We'll we'll update on one Chope watch and uh, unnamed um, John John Smith left winger. Um, you know, watch. I believe I believe is officially going as Molino's replacement watch. Oh, perfect. Well, that's all I need. So let's start here. Let's do some uh, round the table um, news from the world. I'll start here with good. This is bringing back the good, the bad, and the weird. When when uh, we, we let it go when we're being lazy on our uh, around-the-world news stuff. But this week, um, Lille went top of League 1, and um, New York Times, Rory Smith, I promise we're not sponsored by New York Times now that Corey's taken that. I've, I've actually, I've never conversed with Rory Smith. Uh, we don't chat on Slack. Mm. We He has no idea who I am, so it's fine. He totally does. He knows. He knows you're the you're the man. Who you know who I used to be. Yeah. Uh, so New York Times Rory Smith had a great article over the weekend about Lille, who are they're top of the table in France, but they're also in deep shit financially. Um, so like a lot of the French teams, they were already hurting when uh, the French channel Canal Plus uh, dropped the TV contract in 2020. The article talks about how Lille had created this talent pi- pipeline, but it's like been dismantled by people getting sacked and new owners trying to right the ship, despite like having basically a billion dollars worth of potential uh, players out there. The team lost in 2018, 2019, they lost 77 million. And the year before they lost 120 million. So over the weekend, uh, Lille beat PSG. They're three points clear, seven matches left. But anyway, this is a great article. I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, I'll, I'll put it in the, the show notes, and I, I've tweeted it out as well. But go check that out. What do you got, Mark? Uh, in La Liga this weekend, uh, Valencia was playing against uh, Cadiz. And um, their defender, uh, Mukhtar Diakavi, he was uh, racially taunted by uh, Juan Cala of the other team. And the entire Valencia team in, um, I don't know, it's like midway through the first half, left the field. And went to the locker room, 
and uh, eventually decided to go back out. But it was interesting because they went back out uh, because the player who was their center back who was uh, like racially abused wanted them to go back out for fear that they would lose the three points, which is yeah. a really bad reason to go back out and play. And the player that was abused wasn't didn't even come back out to play. So he had to be subbed, have a sub come in for him in the 30th minute uh, to continue to play while the guy who was you know, using the racial slurs uh, stayed in the match and played 88 minutes. So it was just bad. It just, just shows how even when, you know, major, like, you know, the top five leagues, La Liga and like FIFA are working hard on this, supposedly, it still isn't right. And then it's, uh, it's very unfortunate. Well, it brings you back to um, Colin Martin's experience with the, the homophobic um, slur thrown at him and the way in which he talked about how he wanted to like get the team back out there. He, he felt kind of embarrassed about it. And, um, uh, yeah, and the the fact that the referee was not able to do anything about this, that it was brought to the, the attention is, yep, it's the, the weekly reminder of uh, FIFA and league's inability to just take this seriously at all and, and pretend to even care about racism. Yeah, I mean, although, and Corey just posted this, uh, Gareth Bale, how he can just take it into his own hands and yeah. deal with it himself. Technically, he took it to his own elbows. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who was that? That was. Um, uh, remind me of the player. Who yeah, it was, was uh, the Slavia Prague there, player. Yeah, it was. It, it was the um, uh, uh, Kudela, uh, who's at the center of a claim over racist abuse by Rangers, uh, Scottish Rangers, uh, Glenn Kamara. Um, basically, there was this racial abuse on the field. And then um, when Wales played Czech Republic, Gareth Bale um, Just gave him looks the back, elbow. He gives, he gives a look to make sure that he's getting it right. And he kind of goes mm-hmm. in with his leg too. He was mm-hmm. making it known. Yeah. I mean, Gareth Bale, man, my king. Yep. And uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, Andre, Andre Kudela is a, uh, he, he's still out um, because of that Gareth yep. Bale. Um, Smackdown. Kicking and elbowing racism out of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, he loves, do you, he, loved, he loves golf and elbows. Do you have a good, bad, or weird, Corey? I, I guess you would say this is like a weird, good, fun thing. Um, our All of our favorite, Ted Lasso, our lord and savior, uh, won a SAG award for, I think it was Best Actor. Um, it's just nice and fun to see good, wholesome, uplifting shows that talk about our favorite sport and, and bring our favorite sport to the masses, just, uh, you know, winning some awards. Most importantly, none of us have gotten our care packages and we are influencers. So like we, we want our mugs and yeah. our track jackets. And I biscuits. So grandma, biscuits. if you're listening at Ted Lasso and, uh, and get them to send us the, the care package. Men, 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 small or child's XL. Um, either way works for me. One of you had a weird, Corey, I wouldn't let you tell uh, it to me before because I wanted it to yeah. be to be so, I to be virginal. Uh, our our favorite wooden spoon contender uh, for for Major League Soccer for the year, um, as we uh, bring Rodrigo in. Um, uh, and we basically, say they were our back to back reigning back to back reigning wooden spoon, spoon champions. 
that our our um, fearless leader West Berdine is the the head coach for um, FCC FC Cincinnati has canceled their exhibition rematch with uh, uh, St. Louis City FC Lou City FC. Um, the reason is because of the vaccination process with St. Louis's team, or Lou, is it Louisville? Is it Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. yeah St. Um, Louis doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. The reason we were told is because of the vaccination process with our team. I accept that. I hope that it didn't have anything to do with us going up there and beating them last time, said John Hackworth of FC Cincinnati. No, and, from City uh, FC. Oh, from City FC? Yeah, so that's, a, that's oh. the head coach of, of Lou City FC that said that. Oh, about that's FC amazing. Oh, that, so anyway, uh, one, of the, one of the fans of... Uh, Matt Doyle and, and MLS soccer says nobody trolls FC Cincinnati more effectively than Hackworth does. Matt Doyle, you've got to step up your game. Um, and Doyle responds, see you're feeding into the unjustified persecution complex by conflating honest analysis with trolling. And Mark, our very own Mark Fangmeyer says, additionally, unjustified persecution complex is Minnesota United's area of, of expertise. So back up y'all. <laughs> it was just absolutely delightful content. And, um, I think uh, unjustified persecution complex is my favorite math rock Minnesota United supporter group. <laughs> MLS also announced a concussion substitution rule that's going to be put into place this year. I was um, kind of doing crap all day because it's kids spring break and I was then put some games on at the game. So I have not read this yet. So Corey, you tell me what it's about. Yeah, so as the childless millennial on this podcast, mm-hmm. I will say um <laughs> basically Give it to us, uh, I got nothing going. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um uh just to review some substitution stuff, um a continuation from 2020, each club will get five normal subs uh, available over three separate opportunities throughout an MLS match. Um any subs made during halftime or between regulation and extra time or between the um the two halves of extra time uh, won't count as one of those three opportunities to use the five subs. We've talked about that. We're all well aware of it. The new thing that FIFA introduced this last year, um, and a lot of it was um, the the EPL actually just uh, started bringing it in this January. Um, Each team will be permitted to make up to two uh, concussion subs only during instances of suspected concussions. Concussion sub can be made immediately after concussion occurs or is suspected after an on-field assessment or after an off-field assessment um, or at any other time when a concussion occurs is suspected. Basically, like if they think they got a concussed concussed player, whether they're on the field, assessed, they leave the field and then come back and then want to come off, it all still counts. Um, So even if the medical team clears a player initially but starts to see a lot of those uh, symptoms of a concussion while they're playing the next couple of minutes, they can pull them off, stop the stop the uh, the run of play, and uh, institute a sub. The the biggest confusing thing about it is the team that has the concussed player gets the sub, but at the same time, there's also an opportunity for the opposing team to introduce a substitute. Um, people are like asking the question, like, well, is that really fair? And I think it is. Um, you're bringing on fresh legs for any player, regardless of the reason. That's a tactical advantage. The other team should also have that advantage. The thing with the opposing team is um, the opposing team will only receive the additional sub 
if they've already used their five subs. So if it's something that has happened toward the end of a match, they've already used their five, um, they're allowed to bring in that extra sub. If they haven't used all five yet, they have to use one of their existing five at that opportunity, even if they've already um, subbed in a player in one of the in all three of the windows. So um, I think it's a good thing. Um, it's it's happened a couple of times in the Premier League, and it's been pretty successful. Um, it's limited uh, some of those symptoms, and a lot of the players. A, a couple of times, I think Liverpool played. I forget who it was. But I think someone from Wolves. Um, they left the the field immediately. Got treatment. Um, no real long, uh, uh, no real issues. They they were able to get them off the field, uh, get enough substitutes in. I think it's a it's a it's a good it's a step in the right direction for concussion protocols for the league, and I'm I'm glad they're they're remaining consistent with um, FIFA and how they're dealing with it with the EPL as well. So, if like you know you said the whole other team kind of gets a sub as well. If, yep. But if only if they use their five subs prior to that. Yes. Do you own, do the teams who have the concussed player only get to use a concussion sub after they've used their five subs, or no. is it like okay? So then, st- so then you're still at a, an advantage until you're not. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it, it's basically like if you if if the team that had a concussed player and they haven't used all five of the subs, it's a it's basically a direct swap. But to maintain some sort of tactical um, equity the other team can use one of their five subs um, if they haven't used all five of them, or if they've used say four subs over three windows, they can, that's an opportunity for them to use their fifth sub. It's not perfect. It's not exactly a one-to-one like for like kind of substitution. Um, But I think it it is fairly equitable um, in those situations. Um, So We'll see how it goes. I'm. I hope teams use it. I hope, you know, M, uh, you know, Minnesota United uses all of their subs whenever they can. Um, we're going to have a lot of games coming thick and fast. So, um, especially if there's any sort of worry about um, a brain injury, um, that they use it. All right. On that note, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll have uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Chevrolet joining us. Back on the 55-1 podcast, we are now joined by Rodrigo. How are you, man? Thanks for um, making my kid a hot dog in your backyard over the weekend. Thanks for um, for bringing your kids over. Yeah. You're, and it was your wife, Nubia's birthday, and uh, you like kind of invited us over, but then like didn't tell us the time, and so we dropped by. You know, we said hi. We, this, we had our this, own Easter dinner to make, but... Yeah. yeah, but like it's it, that's that's what brown people do. They just tell you we're having a party, and you just gotta guess what to show up. All right. I mean, that's Shrepo. He has a Chilean family. It's just like you know, when people are out in Chile time, it's <laughs> like jazz, dinner. man. It's like jazz, exactly. You gotta flow. It's yeah. about the things you don't plan. All right. Yeah. No, well, it was fun. It was fun. It was. I watched. Uh, I I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed Irish shooting. Uh, what is it? The Nerf gun at you a point blank. That was yeah. My fun. kids don't play with guns, and so then they like they Santi was like, "Hey, I've got these two guns you can play with," and they were like, well, "I can shoot things at people." So, yeah, thanks for really, really uh, introducing them to that. That's very, very cool. That's right. 
All right. Let's uh, let's get to the Minnesota United news. Minnesota United beat Tottenham from Brazil 17-0 in a preseason match in Orlando. Or something like that happened. But since we can't watch anything, who knows what happened. So I'm just going to make shit up. So that was good. You remember when that happened, guys? It was great. Yeah, I saw... Um... I saw the um, assistant PR person tweet something about it. It's great. <laughs> just, it wasn't right. the assistant PR person. Assistant to the PR person. It was the uh, head of PR, um, sir. Because yeah. they don't have an entire Twitter account devoted to match tweets, That's match so day tweets about what's going on during matches that they could utilize. So weird. And yet we'll we'll show up at the games. Yeah, let's not, let's not talk about Los Loons. Let's, yeah. not, let's not even talk about... The thing that gets me more ear is the fact that they can't use a font that uses accents. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um, let's not then. <laughs> let's, um, we we learned this week that Ike is not training with the team still. He's not in Orlando. Um, Heath actually mentioned, um, you know, mentioned he. They've previously not really talked about what what's ailing Ike. He mentioned concussions in an interview this week as well. Um, I don't don't bring it up other than just to say it's such a bummer. I want to see Ike out there. I want to see him uh, back and healthy and playing, and then I want to see him retire and become the head coach of the team. So that's my dream. I'm gonna keep uh, I'm, I'm the one keeping that flag waving. Other news: Justin McMaster and Nebulai Kibenguchi. Kibenguchi, Kibenguchi. Hey, you know who he is? Kibenguchi, Kibenguchi. Signed with the team. Uh, that's how you know how to say his name, by the way. Just sing that song to yourself. Um, McMaster, again, both these guys were uh, drafted, and then you, once they're drafted, they stick with the team for a little bit. They go to training, and then hopefully they get signed. Both these guys are coming in. Of McMaster has done his ACL, but he so that kind of pushed him further down in the draft. But he's like a – we think he's playing on the left. He could play on the left for us, so – and then Kibanguchi, we don't know how the team will use him if they do, but he could be a defender or a defensive midfielder or a forward. Just throw the dude on there. He's huge. Well, left winger. I mean, that's if we're really rolling the dice. Him yeah. and Justin McMaster on the left wing. They won't know what to do. They One of them actually sits on top of the other one's shoulders and wears a full-length trench coat. Oh, my God. And they pretend that they're like Peter Crouch. I think... I think already Kibanguchi's almost Peter Crouch, and then just add add. I mean, what would what would the other team do? They'd think it's a handball, but it was actually him uh, McMaster kicking. So, just I just want Heath to be innovative, and that's the way to be innovative. Um, what's this about uh, Noah Noah Noah's, Noah Billingsley? I can't figure out where to put that. Yeah, S. Noah's Billingsley. <laughs> Noah Billingsley. 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 Um, that's how you learn his name. It is uh, rumored that in the next couple of days, he will be signing a loan agreement for the entirety of 2021 with Phoenix Rising. Um, he'll be the third uh, QE joining Phoenix Rising and their back line um, with uh, Declan Wynn is one who I don't know who he is, but everyone knows James Musa from last year's MNUC roster. He's already signed with Phoenix Rising. And um, yeah, supposedly how the rumors came out is that Billingsley was posting pictures of James Moose's apartment complex in Phoenix on Instagram. And that's how people knew he was down in Arizona and getting ready to sign with the team. So awesome. maybe he's just, he's just like off season, you know, yeah, crashing on couches. I mean, 
maybe he's just missing preseason training to go hang. Maybe James Musa adopted him. It could be, yeah. There's lots of and things. Should, we don't know. Um, yeah. So MLS put up their previews for all the clubs, and uh, everyone except for Michael LaHood predicted Minnesota would finish in the playoffs. Michael LaHood, for those who uh, don't quite remember that name, he um, he played for the Cosmos against us, for Miami FC against us, and, uh, and then later went on to play... Uh, for Cincinnati and San Antonio FC. So he is extremely biased by bullshit. So I, I, I don't, but they, then again, having played for Cincinnati, San Antonio, uh, Chivas USA and, uh, early Philadelphia union, the guy does know shitty clubs. So, so he, he's, he's got an expertise uh, there. And actually what year was it? 2017 or 2018 that we beat FC Cincinnati in the U S open cup. Jesus, I don't know. Like, I think it was in this century. That's all I know. I think because we, yeah, that was 2018. So we actually played against that. We actually played against and we played for FC Cincinnati too, for one match. Yeah, that 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 2018 match was when FC Cincinnati was still in USL. Right, and we played and we beat them in uh, penalty kicks in the US Cup. Yep. 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 All right. I'll see. I've got the the lineups here on Google. Did he play? Corbin Bone played that game. Michael Hood played. There we go. Boom. Nailed it. He's just he's just jealous. Yeah. I'm just he, jealous. Um, didn't Darwin miss a PK or not take a PK that game? That was such a garbage game. I don't even want to remember it. Um I was watch I was watching that in Ocean City, Maryland. I was watching it. I was also on vacation, I think, that game. I think it was in Pennsylvania. In uh, Lancaster. So um, a couple last things. Ish Jome, Minnesota, former Mr. Minnesota, um, signed for the Portland Timbers, which is pretty awesome. He kind of, you know, when he left Minnesota, he bounced around a bit. But someone in the Patreon Slack said that he did really well um, for the Colorado Colorado switchbacks last year in the USL. So good for him. It's great to see him get a second chance. Yeah, he had a, a good second half of the USL season, so he was one of those uh, left or right back who just you know was able able to get into the attacking third and be able to do stuff. So it was it was nice. The few games I did watch him, it was he was he had a, improved a lot more, and so this is a happy signing, right? Great. I mean, yeah. apparently there's still no talent in Minnesota, but Portland thinks that they can take a chance on someone. So yeah. last bit, this one's tough, guys. This is the tough one. Tomas Chacon has been loaned to Liverpool in Uruguay for uh, 2021 with an option to buy. Liverpool just won the Uruguayan Primera Division, but in like three weeks, the Campeonato Uruguayo, I'm just killing this, guys. I don't know. De Primero División, that kicks off. Yeah, just really rolls off my tongue say that say that say that to me real slowly for me please campeonato uruguayo de primera division how's that that worked far, for you? it's actually far more convincing that way it is it is actually uh-huh. that wasn't too bad i've told that you it was somewhat palatable it's like you know that taco john spanish right well when when i worked at a bakery in texas um there was a it was, it was a colach shop, so um, but we had jalapeno sausage and jalapeno colaches, which is only a thing you can find in Texas. And I remember a guy coming in and he's like, "Can I get one of the jalapeno 
what I really liked is that he got the like in yo part, but the J, the <laughs> saying how saying a J as a as an H sound just he couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't do that one. In, interpret did. the till interpret the tilde, but can't figure out a soft J. Ha. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Chaconistas, uh, I do want to say this is not the end of Chaconistas. Um, Chaconistas Unidos is a movement. Uh, it is about, I don't actually know what it's about. It's about Chacon, but uh, it doesn't go just because uh, our, our our dear leader uh, is going back to Uruguay for a bit. But what do we make of this move? I mean, it's been in the works for forever. Well, the the thing that's that's interesting to me, I mean, it's like they 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 have the option to purchase, which I think, I don't know, I, I think if they can make their money back, I think they're just going to take it and and cut their losses and and just go. Um, but what's interesting to me is um, Andy Grader from the Pie Press had a quote um, from Adrian Heath about this, and he said. Um, you know, he'll be in his home country. He'll be near his family. Uh, Adrian Heath said in a statement, uh, quote, we're hoping it's a really successful loan spell. And when he comes back, he's ready to make an impact for us on the field. It could just be lip service, but I think there's something, something to that. I don't think Adrian Heath is convinced enough clearly to start him. Um, so whatever it means for whatever playing time he can get throughout, throughout the rest of uh, 2021, we're not going to see him again until next season at the earliest, um, unless we uh, win the cup or supporter shield and go to CCL and then he might come back. But Here, Here's where I want Mark to chime in and be like, isn't their season over? No. <laughs> isn't it? No, no, it just yeah. ended, but it, it starts up again in a couple of weeks. Again. Right, but it's like, it's like here's the thing, is like, here's been my, my frustration with this whole thing and I've made this super clear, is like, this kid was a U20 Uruguayan national team player Came here, no one knows what happened. You you took him out of his his home, and there were offers to actually have the Uruguayan community like house him, right? Feed him, make him feel like home, make that sense of community. That didn't happen. That wasn't really part of the process, even though like that would have been great. Uh, but probably there's some legality issues with the whole thing. But regardless, I think for someone who's coming over from Uruguay and, and it's, it's a young kid, um, a young soccer player. It's just something that that should should be uh, at least explored. Didn't get much playing time. Now he's going back, and what is his rate? What is his transfer rate? Like really, like what do you what do you pay someone who is doesn't hasn't played in over a year? And the only way that he's going to get better is getting playing time. Sure, but. He's not going to be. He's got. He's not going to be worth the money that we paid for him to to take him out of Uruguay. I don't think no, no. one's going to pay that fee, and well, so that means that he's going to come back here, and more than likely he's going to want out because he's he hasn't been able to do anything. He hasn't been able to give it any opportunity to do something, and that's the frustrating part. Like there's no aspect of what how we develop this, how we develop talent that we bring in that we expect to to do something, but nothing's there i mean like i totally get the whole like we bring internationals over and sometimes it don't work i get that because it does happen but how does it happen when you don't give them playing time yeah well we've we've beaten this horse dead over the last couple of years 
uh, particularly when we thought that he could have a, a year coming out. But um, yeah, so <laughs> the, the, it, he brings up a lot of points that just are not working for the team. But I guess at this point, it's just a matter of, I hope he goes to Liverpool. I hope he uh, breaks out there. And then, you know, even even if he ends up coming back here, He'll probably get released and go go on and, and find a better club. Um, I, I wish you well, Thomas Chacon. Um, but any anyone have any final things to say about Thomas Chacon? No, in true Minnesota fashion, though, he'll go off like we'll release him, take a loss, and then he'll go off to like some other club in MLS and just kill it and be awesome because that's what happens to former Minnesota players who go to their clubs. They also I mean, go away and are terrible sometimes, but yeah. yeah. They are, but I mean, I think in in a system like Bob Bradley's system, LAFC, I think he could flourish there. Plus I think it's pretty clear he's going to go to the Portland Timbers and just mm. just freaking blow up the Timbers. That that to me would is the most likely. Scenario. That's right. He's going. He's going to go there and he's going to play a six because you know Chara's retiring. You know, yeah. he's like forty forty five thousand years old, and so he doesn't. Only only thing he has to to stop the defenders and the attackers is his smile. That's it. That's all he has. No, he's gonna pack on like forty pounds of just pure muscle and just be like this little five foot five enforcer that just no one can get around. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see what, what Danny what DeVito of the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. let, let's uh, let's finish this section with the watches. Uh, bre- break it down for us, Mark. Um, yeah, I mean, just to recap with the loan stuff, uh, with both uh, Noah, Billingsley, Noah Billingsley and Thomas Chacon uh, leaving on loans, that opens up two international roster spots for us. And it just so happens that we need a striker and a left mid. So hopefully that's not a coincidence. Um, so so I'm, Cho- I'm sorry, we have two free, but we expect one Chope to take that, right? Take one, one yeah. yeah okay. And then we have, uh, you know, Thomas Chacon, Thomas Chacon actually opens up a DP spot as well for us if we want to yep. use it. So, um, or if we want to, we can always. They can also buy down uh, Greg Goose's uh, contract to TAM levels. So yeah, and then it gets complicated because then you, if you buy Greg Goose down and then don't have a young DP, then you lose out on the under twenty two initiative. It gets all complicated. But yeah, we have we have we have plenty of open roster spots now to make all of our dreams come true with future signings in our attack, and then and, have um, those dreams be crushed. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so Juan Chope is. Do you have any GPS of where they, where he is? Because we saw that he left the Argentinian airport. We never saw him land anywhere. No, but he was also I mean, intercepted by aliens. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to move right into the Bermuda Triangle. That's what he did. He's probably doing his like medical stuff now and getting cleared. I don't know. Whatever players do when they. Where do you think he's hanging out in in Minneapolis right now? You think he's here in Florida? Oh, Florida. Maybe he's just hanging out here. If he's at Florida, then he's yeah, he's definitely he's gone crazy. Just let but him. yeah. But I did I did see recently that um, his Wikipedia page has already been updated with the fact that uh, he is currently on loan to MLS side Minnesota United. So if whoever updates the Wikipedia page has got something, they yep. got something. So Bill Gates knows what he's talking about. Exactly. What else you got? Uh, the only other thing we have is uh, the mystery left winger watch or Molino's replacement watch, whatever you want to call it. Um, in, and I don't even know if it's an interview or whatever. Um, uh, 
Jerry from the Star Tribune basically said has a quote from Adrian Heath um, about um, uh, replacement, you know, a striker and a um, left winger coming in. He says, uh, "We're very close on both of them. I'm hoping the next 48 hours uh, we might have a couple signings done." So. You know, just uh, two one or three two more, more guys players. and 48 more hours and we're all ready to go. Adrian Heath is always just edging on transfers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adrian Heath, edgelord. Um, Bore Watch, do we have anything on that? Um, Last week we talked about how um, uh, Brazil's uh, Grêmio. Grêmio. Uh, was, yep. Grêmio, sorry. sorry. Put it wrong. No, I did spell right. Uh, they are... Um, they had like a five-year deal kind of worked out with him. Uh, it turned out that like a day after we said that on the pod that the deal fell through. And they're apparently, I forget who the two uh, UK clubs were. Um, one in the premier, Premiership, one in the um, Scottish Premiership were interested in him. and But he doesn't have the work permits required to um, play in uh, the UK now that they're not part of the EU and all that whatnot. So it just seems like a good time for Minnesota to lay down some cash. Bore is a striker, though, right? Correct. Yep. I, at this point, I forget what the watch even signifies. So, <laughs> um, so it would be maybe odd to maybe, but hey, maybe Abila like he got on the plane, and then they were like, "No, we can get Bore now," and they turned the plane around. Who knows? Well, he played. He played his last game against Arsenal in the, in the um, Argentinian league. He wasn't effective. Like they tried to get him the ball, but he looked frustrated the whole time. So, so maybe it has to do with the fact that he can't go anywhere except for River Plate. Yeah. Well, he's frustrated because Adrian Heath is edgelording him. <laughs> the edgelord <laughs> coming soon. No, not oh, soon enough. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close it out. Corey's the- still laughing. Is he still Mark, Mark is still like, uh, oh. let it out, guys. Let it out. Come on. <laughs> it's like the worst Avenger ever. Just <laughs> <laughs> Edge Lord. Oh. It's the missing Avenger that never made it. The worst guardian of the galaxy. That's right. Oh. Like when, when, like they all try to bring everyone back after they snap, after Thanos snapped back, he was the one that got left. Yeah. <laughs> like wait, wait, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> Don't snap yet. Don't snap yet. <laughs> no Thanos. No Thanos. It's like it's like it's like you know Doctor Strange did the whole calculation. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna take chance on this one. We're not bringing back Angelo. <laughs> Here we are. It's fifty five one podcast. Let's close this out. We have uh, we have a few questions because I I didn't get the question up early enough in the day. But here's the thing I saw on Twitter, or actually our friend Jim Oliver saw it on Facebook first. Uh, the on the Grain Belt beer uh, on on Facebook page, and, and then I looked it up on Twitter and found this. It says signing alert, and then the the little uh, emoji for the the uh, emergency light sign. We're pleased to announce the signing of our newest hashtag elite team member. 
Minnesota professional goalie Tyler Miller. There's so many things about this tweet that don't make sense. Uh, I retweeted it. I was the first one to either like or retweet it. And um, it was deleted within five minutes after that. Um, first of all, what is an elite team member? Second of all, where does Greenbelt have any uh, sponsorship money? Um, you know, MN professional goalie. Tyler, it just there's a lot to this that um, they never name Minnesota United, but they do have him in his jersey in there, which may have been the problem. I'm trying to think why they deleted this. I think that they somehow did a deal with they just basically they were, Tyler showed up to like buy a case of premium, and uh, and they were like, you can pay for that or. You want to join our elite team member, and it's actually just. <laughs> no, like I, I, I think the reason for- is is that um Hams is really quick with their cease and desist letters, mm. and they're like, we didn't spend this much money on the Land of Sky Blue Waters kit to get shown up by Grain Belt. So take that down. It's our team. I uh, just I just get one. What I'm just picturing the the cashier at wherever he got the Grain Beer billboard would be like. Do you want to be part of your uh, of our elite <laughs> elite club member status? <laughs> sure, what does it involve? Oh well, it's like it's just like a membership thing. You get points for as much, and then you get a free case. Also, Tyler um, Miller's got a grain belt punch card <laughs> <laughs> with that mustache. Oh my god, they were like, yeah, absolutely. So, what other budget sponsorships can we think of for players for this team? Steve Lindley is one of our Patreon says. Um, suggested a driver's ed school for uh, Fred Emmings. But any, any other, I, I'm trying to think of uh, what budget brands from uh, Minnesota we know. I mean, Hams. I don't know if there's a Hams player out there. I mean, Sean O'Hearn just kind of sounds like he'd be a Hams drinker. Um, otherwise, I mean, maybe Brent Coleman could be sponsored by people, Spam, by you know? Yeah. Who? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Brett Coleman loves the pork, man. Um, how about we get a sponsorship from like yerba mate or like some sort of mate infused drink just because of all the Argentinians we keep on signing and then and then we get a sponsorship from like a, a Boca a Boca Juniors like 14th division league in 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 Argentina like and then we become Boca seniors I think that would be the best you took this to a place there. Very, very specific. <laughs> you just wanted to just wanted to shoehorn I, that I, joke. I in did there. my research. I took the yep. question seriously. Yep. We we have to give our listeners what they want and, yep. and, and I went to town with it. For sure. Arrigo had nine focus groups in the last four hours. <laughs> I mean Kibangucci kombucha would be fun. Kibangucha. Kibangucha? Yeah, I got nothing. I, we, yeah, okay. Um, let's let's just go to this. Uh, Jay Straub has a few <laughs> questions here, which is um, top five predictions for the for the year from Minnesota United. So we're gonna do all of our predictions and previews next week. We'll do a whole episode about it. Um, he wants to know starting keeper, which we've talked about. We all think Dan Sinclair's starting keeper keeper on this team, but then he wants to know who plays first: Fred Emmings or Patrick Weah. Is there any question about this? I mean, Fred Emmings. Do you, I don't see I mean, him. define play, right? Like, maybe plays he in, goes and starts for Luxembourg? No, plays for... for Minnesota? Okay. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Then it's, it's Patrick Weah. Because Patrick Weah I mean, will, yeah. will get a couple minutes this year. Maybe, I don't know, if, maybe. 
I, I could see I could see Wea coming in as a sub in some match that we you know we're up six nil that or never, whatever. No, 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 know, no, no. That no. never happens. That never happens. Don't, yeah, don't, I was gonna say well, don't complain. How many times do we do we we, do we we don't play Cincinnati this season? We don't. No. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but I, we I think it's what the way it's gonna happen is like um it's like it'll be like one of those games where we just have everyone rat round running ratchet and then Patrick Whale will start. I can see him getting a start out of that. That um, annual game where everyone's away and we start the C squad and it's like, and then the team gets demolished and it's always against Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, Justin McMaster way up. as the ten, as the ten. Yeah. Reyno, Reynoso is just like I'm not playing this this one. No, way will be uh, in the right wing, and then we'll have uh, Foster Langsdorf up top. Wow, and, yeah. it's gonna be good. Who's your six? Um, I don't know. Tomas Chacon will be recalled from loan, <laughs> and then he'll be blamed for the loss. Yeah. Um, Middlingsley will play uh, center back. Right. Well, what if they? What if? What are the chances that they both get their first minutes at the same time? Oh wow! I like those odds. Let's go to Vegas and put down Emmings and Nwea. Uh, Emmings and Nwea. Mm-hmm. Their U.S. The Open chances Cup are, first round. I would say one in ten thousand. Those are the odds I'll give you. I mean, Fred Emmings needs to, like, the only way this happens, right, if Fred gets any playing time is that we have major injuries in, in our in our keeper in our keeper pool because we're pretty decently a keeper. So that's the only way I see that happening. I mean, maybe Tyler Miller gets uh, called up for uh, national team duty during Gold Cup. So does Dane. And then also you're like, well, what do we do? I mean, Tyler or, Miller is way outside of the... Uh, He'd be lucky if he's top ten at this point. What if yeah, what totally, if Grainbelt what if Grainbelt enlists themselves into a tournament and they need to and they need a keeper? And since they have some sort of contract with 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 Tyler, he goes away for like a week. Then maybe Fred Earnings. This is we still is have Zendejas, so I don't know where Zendejas is in the, the US uh goalkeeping uh <laughs> pool, but He's the the forty third. Okay, let's uh, let's call it a pod. We're gonna be back next week, everyone, and uh, to talk shit. And you're gonna have to listen to it. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Rodrigo, Mark, Corey, be well.